You're listening to the Design Your Dream Year podcast, a place where we discuss all things mindset, manifestation, self-healing, and development to help you create the most fulfilling, freeing, fun, and abundant life possible. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, my friend. It is Allison from minimalistboss.com. Thank you so much for tuning into today's slightly crazy episode. I say crazy because this particular topic is definitely the most out there topic that I've ever done on this podcast. This is not the normal type of episode that I do. So if you are a first time listener, just keep in mind that you are tuning into a slightly crazy out there topic and it's not the normal uh, topics that I talk about. And if you are a returning listener, then you might know that this is actually the third in a series of three different ayahuasca uh, themed podcast episodes that I have done. And honestly, even though I've already done two episodes all about my ayahuasca experience six months ago, I honestly debated on whether or not to record this third one because I had a lot of fear around, I don't want people to think that I'm crazy. And then I thought about for a second and I'm like, you know what? It is our craziness and our passions and our beliefs that make us who we are. And honestly, aren't we all just a little bit crazy? And not only that, isn't life itself crazy? I mean, think about this for just a second. Right now, you are currently standing or maybe you're sitting or laying down or running, whatever. You are currently on a giant rock that is spinning at 1,000 miles per hour while floating in a giant, endless black void that we call space, which is actually not space at all. It is filled with energy. Like, what the heck? Life itself is crazy. Don't even get me started on things like black holes. You know, black holes, like things that should be in science fiction and they are, but they're also real life. Like that is just crazy, mind boggling. So life itself is crazy and therefore we are all just a little bit crazy. So anyway, I am no longer afraid to dive into today's topic and you might think I'm crazy and that is perfectly okay. I think life is a little more fun and interesting if we keep it a little bit crazy. So I have decided to go ahead and create this third episode I had been getting some questions from people asking, you know, you know, how are things now that you've done it six months later? Like, what has the experience been like? How are things panning out? And so I did want to share the update, especially because I am very much into all things personal development. And that is really what I did ayahuasca for in the first place. Now, before I dive in, speaking of the first place, if you have not listened to the other two episodes that I did on my ayahuasca experience, you're definitely going to want to give those a listen to first. Otherwise, what I'm about to talk about is going to make zero sense and you're going to be really, really confused. So I will link those for you below in the show notes. But the first episode is episode number 74 called My Mind Blowing Ayahuasca Experience. And in that episode, I share what ayahuasca is, how it kind of works, 
why I chose to do it and where I chose to do it. And then I go into detail about what exactly happened during all four of my ayahuasca ceremonies. And side note, it is definitely the longest episode I've ever recorded by far. I think it's like almost three hours, which is like I said, way longer than a normal episode. In actuality, it's more like three or four episodes all rolled into one episode. And I've had friends who also did ayahuasca around the same time. And they, some of them recorded their experiences and they split it up into like three episodes. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel like splitting it up in three. I'm going to do it all in one. So keep that in mind. Feel free to, you know, break it up into three listening sessions, or you don't have to listen to all of it, but you might find it interesting, who knows, but all this to say you're gonna be very confused if you don't at least listen to like the first half of the episodes. That's episode number 74. And then I did a two month update uh, a couple months later, <laughs> two months later, yes. So that is episode number 81. It is called Life After Ayahuasca. Was it worth that? Was it worth it? And I will also link that below for you in the show notes. But short of it all, ayahuasca, it is a hallucinogenic plant medicine brew from the Amazon that I essentially chose to do for the purposes of healing, for self-development and growth and expansion and just really staying open to new experiences, but mostly for healing. I had a lot of healing that I wanted to do, which I share with you in that first episode, episode number 74, which I've already mentioned. So give that a listen. And also I feel like I need to give a little disclaimer here that um, I am not telling you to go do ayahuasca in this episode. <laughs> ayahuasca is not for everyone. So I'm not recommending that you just go up and do it. Um, you know, I only recommend that you do it if you feel genuinely called to do so, like you know in your gut it is the next right step for you and you are also ready to go in and to go deep because it is not an easy experience. You basically go into all the trauma and wounds from your past. It's very, very uncomfortable <laughs> and it's a lot of deep, hard work. And also some people just can't do it at all. Like biologically, they can't do it if they have certain medical conditions. So it's really important to actually talk to a doctor who knows your medical history and who knows what ayahuasca is and to do your due research. And Rhythmia in Costa Rica is where I did it. They are a medically licensed spa where you can talk to a doctor. Well, you have to talk to a doctor um, before you get approved. So you actually get screened by medical professionals before you're actually able to participate in the ceremonies and take the medicine. So that is my little disclaimer uh, before I dive in. So without further ado, let's just dive right on in, shall we? So I'm going to be sharing some lessons and also some just experiences that I have had over the last six months since I did those four ayahuasca ceremonies back in February. So the first is a lesson, and a lesson that I have learned is that it is not one and done. So the shamans tell you up front, before you even go into your first ceremony, that ayahuasca is 50% of the work, and that the other 50% of the work is done after you go home as you process and apply and integrate what you worked through. And ayahuasca has been compared 
to an insane amount of therapy. So, so basically what they say is one night of ayahuasca is equivalent to about 10 years worth of therapy. So doing the math, I did four ceremonies back to back, you know, one night in a row. So I basically had about 40 years worth of therapy to process and work through after I went home. So you do do a lot of work during the ceremonies itself, and honestly, I felt amazing when I got done. I felt incredible when I got back from Costa Rica. I felt like, oh my gosh, everything is healed completely. And wow, all of this stuff from my past that was you know, hurting me or making me feel this way, all the traumas and all of that, they're gone. And then I discovered that old patterns and, you know, old beliefs maybe that you had that weren't serving you, or shall I say me, they did arise. Um, and so I knew this, like I, I was told this going in, they tell you that old patterns and wounds are going to arise. And they tell you that it doesn't mean that you're going backwards, uh, you know, that you didn't make progress. Uh, it's just that when these things come up, it's showing you that the ayahuasca did work because it is bringing your attention to the things that still need processing. And guess what? Now you can finish the healing. So I have had a really intense healing process. Um, for about the first month, I felt, like I said, amazing. Maybe even up until like a month and a half. But then old things started to come up again. I would feel like really anxious out of nowhere or like a new, uh, an old belief, a thought pattern would come up out of nowhere that I thought had been healed. And it was really frustrating at first and I had to <laughs> try to not get frustrated by this thing. It would be like every time something would come up, I'd be like, oh, really? You again? Like, I thought we had worked through this. I mean, I did work through this. What are you still doing here? For example, about three months after I did the ayahuasca, I started to really doubt myself and my intuition. Like self-doubt started to really come up for me big time, which felt extremely frustrating to me considering that right after I did the ayahuasca, I felt so confident in myself. And if you listen to that first episode, which I hope you did, hint, 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 uh, you would know that in one of the ceremonies, I was literally told by an alien that they were upgrading my intuition to be my superpower. And I felt that after I got home, like my intuition was stronger and louder than it ever was before. It sounded like a literal voice. It was amazing. And I had so much confidence in it. But, you know, as the months went on, suddenly it was like all of a sudden I felt like it was clogged and I started to doubt myself and I didn't trust it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it disappeared. Where is it? I don't feel like I have my intuition anymore. And eventually I later, you know, worked through it and I got, you know, out of that. But it was really interesting because I realized that the reason why I started to doubt myself and, you know, get confused and be like, oh my gosh, my intuition is blocked is because my intuition was actually super loud. Like after I got back from Rhythmia, like I said, it sounded like an actual voice, like not some voice, you know, from out of space, but like it sounded like my voice but it was loud and you're always told generally that your intuition is quiet, that it's very subtle, 
very quiet. And because my intuition, I was experiencing it as much louder, much more clear, especially than I was used to, I assumed, I began to assume that it wasn't my intuition, that it was my mind. And so I would write it off, I would second guess it. So anyway, <laughs> that was something that I had to work through. But once I did, then I went back to not just trusting my intuition, but now it's like better than ever before. I trust it now more than ever before. And another little side note, <laughs> I had a reading done, an energy reading done about two weeks ago from someone who a friend recommended, someone who I trust. And this, uh, the, the lady who did my reading, I didn't tell her anything about myself, first of all. She didn't know anything about me. And she started, she just kind of started talking. And she mentioned how I've been doubting my intuition a lot and how I hadn't been trusting it because it was really loud and how it's actually very strong, like extremely strong. And it was just so interesting because she quite literally just started talking about exactly what I had gone through. And that was very strange and mind boggling, but she also confirmed that, yeah, like this is your intuition. It's super strong. So. <laughs> stop doubting it. So that was just a little fun extra confirmation. And then another thing that I experienced with old wounds coming up again to be processed through again is the topic of worthiness. And I didn't even realize I had issues around this topic when I, you know, before I even went to Rhythmia, this was something that was just kind of buried in my subconscious but worthiness around teaching, you know, like who am I to be teaching what I'm teaching and who am I to be helping people the way that I do? And I also had worthiness around money and worthiness around having nice things. And so after I got back from Rhythmia, like I said, felt amazing for like that first month or so. And then out of nowhere, I would suddenly find myself getting super triggered by just some random person on social media, like some, you know, so maybe even someone that I admire who were, you know, doing something similar to me or even in a different industry, but they're just, you know, kicking butt. And I would find myself getting really triggered all of a sudden. And I realized I would ask myself, okay, what is going on here? Like triggering is like a red flag that something, you know, is happening when you're feeling that sudden burst of anxiety or whatever it is, that uncomfortable feeling quote unquote negative feeling. And I asked myself, why am I getting so triggered by this random person who is not doing anything wrong? They're, they're awesome. I love this person. And I realized it was because I felt very unworthy in comparison to them. And so I had to work through that again. And then I also had to deal with it again recently when I applied for and got accepted to my dream apartment, which you heard about last week in last week's episode. If you took a listen to that, I recently applied for and got accepted into my dream apartment, which I'm moving into in October, which I'm so excited. But like a day after I got accepted to live there, I had this extreme feeling of like, blech. like I just felt awful for like a day. I was like, who am I to live in this nice apartment? Like this is, you know, I don't deserve this. I don't, you know, this is, this is 
uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when you, um, frivolous? No, it's not really the word I'm looking for, but whatever. You know, like who am I to spend money on this and to have these things, you know, oh, practical, there, there we go. Like this is not practical. You know, I should always be frugal and you know, live with the bare bones. And, and so that was, again, something that I had to work through. And so things after the ayahuasca ceremonies will come up. They will come up and they will come up hard because they are things that you still need to work through. And speaking of working through things and things coming up, that brings me to one of my next experiences, which is that I've experienced a huge increase in self-awareness. So when an old wound or a pattern like I was just talking about uh, arises uh, and it's being brought to the surface, it is now extremely obvious and noticeable to me that something is being brought to the surface for my attention. It is almost like I instantly hear a voice saying, hey, you know, this thing right here, it needs more processing or hey, this thing right here, it needs to be let go of. And, or, you know, if, or if I'm engaging in thoughts that aren't serving me or doing an action that is out of alignment, it's like I see a little red flag going up and I, it's like I hear a voice being like, yo, hey, Allison, right here, this thing needs your attention. It needs to be worked through stat. And that is not necessarily something that I experienced or not very often before I went to Rhythmia. Before I went to Rhythmia, it was more of, you know, I would have things come up, of course, but it, I wouldn't really notice it. I would be more on autopilot and I was not aware of what it was necessarily or what I needed to work through. I would just go through periods of, you know, not feeling good or, you know, something coming up and, and not really doing anything about it. And so, you know, guess what happens? It just keeps coming up and keeps coming up. Like if you don't deal with something, if you shove it down because it's uncomfortable, then guess what? It's not going to go away. <laughs> so before I went to Rhythmia, it was just more like autopilot. I was aware that I was uncomfortable but not really aware enough of, oh, hey, this is a specific thing. Here's what it is. It is rising to the surface. This is what you need to deal with right now. Whereas now when something comes up, it's like an instant voice that's like, yo, this thing right here, this is what it is. This needs your attention. Let's deal with it. So that's been actually really cool. It's like, yeah, I don't like feeling uncomfortable, but it allows me to move through that discomfort really, really quickly. And it's really helped me to like, you know, get back into alignment. And speaking of alignment, another experience that I've had over the last six months is that the experience of doing ayahuasca has really brought me into alignment. Like over the last few months, it has almost forced me into alignment. And when I say alignment, I personally think of being aligned as being on a path and doing things that are resonating with you on a deep soul level. You know in your gut it is the thing for you, whereas if you're out of alignment, you're doing something that is not serving you on the highest level, that is not feeling good in your gut. So like, you know, if you have maybe a relationship that you know is not serving you, it's toxic, but you stay in it anyway because maybe you don't want to hurt the person's feelings, I would say that relationship is out of alignment. Or if in your business you are 
you know, doing something because you feel like it's what you quote unquote have to do, or you think you have to do it in order to be successful, but you know, deep down, it's, it's not what you really want to be doing. You want to be doing this other thing that you're too afraid to do. That would to me mean that your business, what you're doing in your business is out of alignment. And so what I've experienced is that I have been almost forced into alignment. My tolerance for what does not serve me on a deep, deep soul level has gone way down. So before I did ayahuasca, I had a much greater tolerance for things that I didn't enjoy, uh, you know, things that didn't serve me or that went against my intuition, even though maybe I knew the thing wasn't for me in my, or in my best interest, I had a much higher tolerance for it. But now, like, I feel an almost visceral physical reaction to things, experiences, beliefs, actions that are not in alignment with me. And it's just been crazy. Like the last six months, so much has been coming up. And because I have little to no tolerance anymore, I have been forced to either heal the thing or let go of whatever that thing is. This year, my word of the year, even though I did not start out with this word, this year, the word of my year has literally been let go. I have had to let go of so many things that are no longer in alignment with me. For instance, my business. Now I didn't let go of my business, I still have a business, but if you have been in my world for more than a couple months, you know that I recently not just renamed my business from one to last to minimalist boss, but I chose to go in a different direction with what I focused on, uh, you know, creating and helping you with. I no longer focus on business strategy and marketing because for me, for some time, that had felt out of alignment, but I was tolerating it. Well, it got to the point where it was intolerable, and so I had to make the shift, no matter how terrified I was to shift directions in my business. So in a way, I let go of a lot of things in my business because it was no longer in alignment with me. I also let go of my living space. If you listened to last week's podcast episode, you know that I, as I also mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I recently applied for and got accepted to my dream apartment. I've been living in the same space for the last eight years and for the last two and a half years, I have felt that I've outgrown the space. The space has felt stagnant. It no longer inspires me. It's been out of alignment, but guess what? I tolerated it. Well, this year it, it, it was no longer tolerable. I couldn't wait any longer, so I moved. Uh, I had to let go of my work schedule because it was no longer in alignment. I was starting to become very rigid again with my activities and my hours, and I had to do this, and I was putting all this pressure on myself, and even though it wasn't making me feel very good, I would kind of force myself into it, and guess what? I could no longer tolerate it because it wasn't in alignment with the things that I wanted to do, so I had to come up with a new work schedule that really uh, lit me up again, and activities that I don't enjoy, I had to let those go. So so for me, this year has been full of letting go and getting into alignment. It has not been easy, but now I am starting to finally feel like I've shed all of these things. Now I can get into things or do the things that really light me up and feel freaking good. So that has been a very uncomfortable but amazing experience. And then another thing, uh, I guess this would be an experience, is that I have developed Claire audience, AKA, 
I hear voices. Now, if you've been in my world for a while, then you know I like to talk in crazy voices. So is this really a surprise? I mean, no, it probably isn't. But seriously, uh, if you look up the definition of clairaudience, it literally says, the power to hear sounds said to exist beyond the reach of ordinary experiences or capacity, as in the voices of the dead or spirits in another realm. So yeah, yeah, I said at the beginning of this episode, it's a little crazy, and yeah, here we are. I've been hearing things when I relax or when I meditate. Sometimes I will hear a voice that sounds like my voice. So it's not, again, some voice that is just appearing out of nowhere. It's a different voice. It is my voice, but it is not coming from me. Like I will get a word or a phrase that just pops up or I might ask a question and a voice will pop up. It's the craziest thing. I can't explain it. I did not have this experience before I went to Rhythmia. And sometimes I will sense, like if I'm in a meditation and I hear a voice, I will sometimes sense that it is Mama Aya, which if you did not listen to the very first ayahuasca episode I did, then you're going to be very confused when I talk about Mama Aya, but Mama Aya is the mother-like spirit goddess that is said to be behind the plant medicine and she guides you through the ayahuasca journeys. It's absolutely crazy. Um, but sometimes I will sense that it's her. I sometimes have experiences now when I'm in deep meditation, almost like a trance-like meditation, like I just get so deep into the meditation, I will hear a voice, sometimes like a phrase from an alien. Yes, yes, I said it, an alien. But again, go listen to the first episode because um, I talk about aliens in it. So anyway. I, I sometimes hear a sound or I, a phrase. I'm getting flustered because I realize how crazy I sound, but whatever, there it is. Um, and sometimes I will sense a voice that is just something else completely. Not Mama Aya, not an alien, but just something else. And it's a voice that is telling me something and it's not mine. And it's very weird. Basically, it's like telepathic communication. So sometimes like when I ask a question, it's like I, don't, I ask it in my mind and I instantly get an answer and it's not my mind. It is coming from somewhere else. Super weird. Don't know how to explain it unless you've ever experienced it, but there we go. And speaking of voices, um, another thing that I've experienced is that my intuition has strengthened big time. So talked about it a little bit already, but uh, I essentially was told in one of my ayahuasca ceremonies by an alien that I was getting an upgrade to my intuition that it was going to be like my superpower. And it was so strong that I completely doubted it after a while because it was so loud. I was like, this can't be right. This can't be real. It has to be my mind. I'm going crazy. And I doubted myself. Um, but then once I worked through that, it has uh, come back and I am trusting it and I'm seeing all sorts of crazy things happen and these synchronicities and it's just been amazing. So anyway, my intuition, it has strengthened and it's been very, very exciting because that is something that I've really been trying to work on over the last two years is strengthening and listening to my intuition, that inner guidance that we are all equipped with, that we always have access to, that is always trying to lead us down the best possible path 
for each of us. So it's like our, we all have this superpower. It's just like a muscle that you have to work. So my intuition muscle has gotten a lot, lot stronger. And then another thing that I've experienced, speaking of intuition and voices, let's just get a little crazier in that I've experienced crazy visuals. <laughs> like I've always been a very visual person. I, ever since I was, can remember, ever since I was born, I've been a very visual person. I have always loved daydreaming. I do a lot of daydreaming, which is very visual. I love using visualization as a practice for like goals or, you know, learning a skill or whatever it is. Uh, I'm a very visual learner. I've always had very vivid dreams. I can almost always remember my dreams. Sometimes I have lucid dreams where you realize that you're dreaming and you're then able to control the dream I've even experienced sleep paralysis and that is where and that is not fun by the way that is where you are dreaming and I have found in all of my cases I'm having like a terrifying dream I'm having a nightmare I will wake up from the dream but I'm still seeing the things that were in the dream even though I'm awake and at the same time I can't move <laughs> So it's where you literally wake up from your dream and you're hallucinating and you can't move. And it only lasts usually a couple minutes, but it is completely terrifying. But anyway, another example of how I've been a very visual person. But ever since I did ayahuasca, I experience even more crazy vivid visuals, especially during my meditations and sometimes just randomly during the day when I'm really relaxed. like. During some of my meditations, I legit feel as though I am not in my body and that I am in a different world. I don't know how else to explain it. I just see things out of nowhere that I'm not even thinking about. And I'm like, what the heck? Where is this coming from? And ayahuasca is thought to basically lift the veil between the material world that we're in, this 3D reality here on earth, and the spiritual plane. And it essentially allows you to see what most people don't normally see, and it clears your third eye. And after my experience, I ha I definitely believe this to be true. I Again, go listen to that first episode if you haven't. Like, so much crazy things ha ha happen. Like, <sighs> I still get mind blown by it. And I know it might sound a little crazy. Um, and maybe it's just something that you have to experience because if you're listening to this right now and you are like, what are you talking about? I probably would be thinking the same thing. Um, but trust me, when you have the experience, you cannot unhave the experience. It forever changes you. I am forever changed by the experience. And another side note from that reading I had recently, which I already mentioned, I was told that I frequently astral travel during my meditations and sometimes in my dreams and even sometimes during the day, which I found really interesting considering what I've been experiencing with all of the crazy visuals where I feel like I'm literally in a different plane or on a different planet. And if you look up the definition of astral travel, it is a term used in esotericism to describe the intentional out-of-body experience that assumes the existence of a soul or consciousness called an astral body that is separate from the physical body and capable of traveling outside uh, and throughout the universe. So there you have it. So basically, I've been having crazy visuals and apparently I've been astral traveling. Might sound a little weird, but hey, life is weird. 
And then another thing that I have experienced, which has not been my favorite thing, this has not been my favorite, is I've experienced detachment. After my ceremonies and seeing what I saw in them and experiencing what I experienced in them, my entire perspective on reality has completely shifted. And sometimes I feel like I am just floating away from my body, like I've got one foot here on earth and another foot on some other plane. And I find myself questioning my reality, like, is this even happening? Is this thing right now that I'm experiencing, is it actually happening? Or is this like, like, what the what? You know, is this even real? And that's been kind of alarming at times. Like I've almost felt at times like I'm going crazy. Like, is this actually happening? Am I going crazy? Now, thankfully, I have some other friends who did go to Rhythmia around the same time I did. Not at the same time, but around the same time. And I have been able to talk to them and uh, it's been really nice because I've learned that this is normal. Uh, they've also had these experiences. And not only that, but the shamans tell you that the ayahuasca itself literally stays in your system for three weeks after the ceremony. And you're probably like, Allison, what, what, what does that even matter? It's six months later, not three weeks later. Yes, <laughs> yes, I do realize that. But also... The shamans tell you that Mama Ayahuasca, that mother-like spirit goddess that I mentioned who is behind the plant medicine, they say, uh, some say it's your highest self, that spirit guides you on your journey during the ayahuasca ceremonies, but it stays in your consciousness for the rest of your life. So I genuinely feel that connection still, and I can often sense clear guidance from it, um, either out of the blue or sometimes when I call upon it, I will hear that voice like I talked about because <laughs> I hear voices. So yeah, feelings of detachment have something that I've experienced off and on uh, over the last six months. I will say that it has for sure gotten better, but I still have those feelings sometimes. And sometimes those feelings of de detachment can almost make me feel a little bit depressed. Like, oh, you know, I've seen the other side and I just want to be there right now because all of this stuff that is happening right now in the world and I know that, you know, I'm here for a reason. I'm here on earth. Like, I'm not just going to leave. So grounding myself into my body has been really, really important. So they actually teach you to do this at Rhythmia. They tell you this up front that you might be experiencing this. So basically... Anytime that I'm feeling detachment, I will do something that involves as many senses as possible, something that I enjoy, something that I enjoy smelling, doing, touching, tasting, seeing, and that really helps to ground me in my body. And I also like to visualize actual roots coming out of my feet and into the earth, and that really does help. So that's been a really weird experience that I've had uh, is detachment. And then one more thing that I've experienced in the last six months is that I've experienced an increase in energy sensitivity. Like 
I can feel energy literally running through my body much more often and I will often experience my head vibrating sometimes <laughs> randomly, like I'll be meditating and all of a sudden it's like my head is vibrating or I'll be doing breath work and my head is vibrating or my hands are vibrating. And I've also had some really crazy experiences where I have been releasing energy. So again, ayahuasca is all about bringing up all the old stuff that isn't serving you and releasing it, healing it, letting go of it. And I've experienced some really weird things around releasing energy. For example, one of the things that I experienced a couple weeks ago was I was doing a meditation. It was about an hour long meditation and I was just really deeply relaxed. And all of a sudden I got the sense that there was something inside me, you know, some sort of stuck energy in my body that needed to be released. And I was actually told that it was being released by the aforementioned voices. And I couldn't even control my body. I literally had the wind knocked out of me. I literally could feel this energy moving up inside my like stomach area. And all of a sudden it felt like someone punched my stomach and my wind literally got knocked out. I was like, <gasps> like this deep breath and I like started coughing. And during that meditation that, that continued to happen about three or four more times. It was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. I've never experienced anything like it. I told my boyfriend and he was like, whoa, that's weird. Yeah, I know, really weird. So that happened. Or uh, there's been instances where I will suddenly out of seemingly nowhere, feel this really intense energy and I will just suddenly start crying and then I will release it through like breath work, which is something that I talk about, I think in the first episode. It's a, breath work is something that I highly recommend for lots of reasons, something that I learned at Rhythmia. But anyway, I'll get these crazy, sudden, out of nowhere surges of energy that I have to release. Um, and I also, speaking of energy, have been told multiple times that I'm a healer and specifically that I need to start learning Reiki. <laughs> so during my ayahuasca ceremonies in Costa Rica, I was told that, oh, you're a healer. You need to be like healing. And I actually did some healings in my ceremonies. Again, not going to go into details because I talk about it in the episode itself. So give it a listen. But I was told then that I was a healer. I've been told in my meditations, like call it my intuition, whatever. I have heard the words, you're a healer. And I literally in a meditation a few weeks ago, heard the word Reiki shouted at me like three different times. And I'm like, what, what? Okay, fine. And then during that reading I mentioned, again, this lady didn't know anything about me. And she mentioned that, oh, you're a healer. And she later went on to say that the word Reiki was coming up from her. And I was just like, what the heck? So that's been showing up for me again and again and again. And I honestly, I've never even had Reiki done. Like I've never done a Reiki session. And if you had told me this two and a half years ago, I would have been completely rolling my eyes. I remember, I think it was summer of 2017 before I started diving into more of the quote, woo-woo stuff, the more spiritual stuff, the energy stuff. Before I started doing all that, I remember my boyfriend would get Reiki sessions. He's been doing them for a long time. And I remember he would tell me, oh, I have a Reiki session tonight. Or, oh, I just got back from my Reiki session. And I would secretly kind of roll my eyes and be like, that is 
okay, whatever. You went and laid on a table and someone put their hands over you and didn't even touch you or barely touch you and you say all this stuff happened. Okay, whatever. Like I was very skeptical. So if you're listening to this right now and you're like I was, trust me, I've been there. Uh, but now I am being told to pursue Reiki like in my gut. So probably something that I am going to pursue because now that I have learned about all of this energy stuff and had all these experiences, I'm like, whoa, this energy thing, it's a real thing. And just real quick before I wrap this up, because I don't want to make this episode a million hours long, but like one experience that I had at Rhythmia was during one of the ceremonies, I was experiencing a lot of abdominal pain and it was not like going away. I was getting frustrated and I went up to one of the shamans and I told like told them like, hey, like I'm having some abdominal pain. It was when I went up for the second cup of ayahuasca and they were asking me how I was feeling. I told them I was having abdominal pain and one of the female shamans, without saying anything, she just put her hand very gently on my abdomen where I told her I was having the pain and the other, the male shaman that was with her, you know, was saying something in different, different language, uh, Spanish, uh, some type of prayer. And within seconds, the pain was gone. Like not even joking. It was there for an hour at least, was not showing any signs of letting up. And suddenly she just like healed it. What? I don't know. Crazy. So anyway, after those kind of experiences, I'm a little more willing to be like, okay, I'm open-minded. We'll see what this is all about. So that might be on my horizon. And that is it. You know, there's been other things, but again, don't want to make this episode a million hours long. All I can say is it has been a wild, wild ride. So if you ask me six months later, was it worth it? Are you glad you did it? Would you do it again? My answer it would still be 100% yes. Yes, yes, yes. Still one of the most crazy, weird, life-changing, difficult, but most profound <laughs> experiences I've ever had. And it has led to so much growth, so much healing. And I just feel like a completely different person, but in a good way. So yes, I love that I did it. And yes, I would do it again. In fact, I was supposed to go to Rhythmia again this December. I'm technically booked to go in December, but that's probably not going to happen for the obvious reason of the fact that the pandemic is still raging wildly and Rhythmia is not actually open right now. They are not open. So we'll see when I go back. I'll go back when I can, when this pandemic is over. Um, so yeah, so that is it. And there we have it. Ooh, okay. You know, I'm only a little bit sweaty. Not going to lie. I got a little flustered at times because I realized how insane some of the things that I am saying sound, but there we have it. So if you enjoyed this episode, or maybe, you know, if you enjoy hearing this type of stuff, maybe if you want to hear more of this type of stuff, let me know. Let me know. Screenshot this episode, share it on your Instagram stories, tag me at minimalist.boss or send me a DM. I would genuinely love to hear from you. I would love to know what you think. Um, and if you got anything out of it, and like I said, if you enjoy these types of episodes, whatever, I just love hearing from you. So shoot me a DM, tag me on your Instagram. Just remember that it's minimalist.boss. All right, my friend. Well, that is it. I hope you got some type of value out of me sharing my crazy ayahuasca experience. And until next week, I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. 
wait, don't go just yet. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like me to keep them coming week after week, then I would so appreciate you taking just two seconds to leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. Reviews are what help my podcast actually get seen so that I can reach more people, which allows me to keep the good stuff coming. I read every single review. They help me so much, and they're one of the best ways that you can support the show. To leave a review, simply open up this podcast in Apple Podcasts and then scroll down past the episodes preview where you will see the star review. And underneath that, you'll see a link that says write a review. You can leave a simple sentence or even just click on the stars. It'll only take a moment and would mean so, so much. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate you and I cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode.